Hey everyone, it's me back again, and it's been it's been a while. Um, I wasn't planning on being gone for this long. Um, I know I posted an update a couple weeks ago about my wisdom teeth removal. Um, I'm still technically in the healing process. Um, if anyone's gotten their wisdom teeth removed, you know it is quite the lengthy process. You know with the healing of the extraction sites and all that fun grossness. Um, but I really wanted to make an episode because holidays are coming up again and I have a lot planned. My, my boyfriend is coming into the states. Well not into the states, he lives in the US, but I mean he's coming to my state <laughs> for the holidays and then you know there's New Year's Eve party and then I have a bunch of other stuff you probably don't care about. But um, it wasn't a plan to be gone this long. I actually had something planned with another person. Unfortunately we both just weren't happy with what we produced, um, and then I got my wisdom teeth removed, so, <laughs> but I wanted to hop in here and do a book review real quick for you guys. If uh, you hear any, like, heaters going off or any noise that's weird, I am currently at work using the work laptop to do this episode, because um, I just, to be honest, I don't have the energy when I'm home to actually take out my mic and hook everything up and do all that editing and fun stuff, so unfortunately the first episode in December is going to be a little me um but i promise i'll work on it <laughs> um i'm currently on day 11 of work so instead of 12 days of christmas i have 12 days of work miss so it's super fun stuff but without blabbering on any longer than needed we're gonna hop it into this summary guys, Future Scarlet here. Um, I'm just popping in. I just finished the episode and uh, I just wanted to step in and kind of put a disclaimer up. Um, later on this episode, like in the next part, um, I kind of mentioned how there's no really explanation of why the story was 18 and up. So I just want to fair warn, there is some vulgarity and it kind of heavily, heavily implies a character is going to um, sexually assault somebody. So if that is going to be triggering to anyone, I please ask you to not listen to this episode. I don't really know um, exactly time frame wise where this part is to warn you guys when to skip over. So I just ask that you just don't listen to the episode at all. I don't want anybody to ever feel uncomfortable during one of my episodes. And, you know, just a fair warning to authors, if you do have an 18 and up, it would be really awesome to put disclaimers in your summaries or in your beginning chapter area so people are kind of fair warned of what to expect and you know you never really know how something is going to affect somebody so that all said um i really hope you guys enjoy the episode if you do choose to continue listening and i will see you guys in the next one Alrighty, so when I do a book review, um, I don't really have much of a system of how I pick the books that I do. Um, generally, I'll just look at some of the titles um, and then I'll pick like four or five of them that sound, you know, interesting to me at the time. And then I'll kind of cipher through them, read the summaries a little bit to kind of gauge, is this a genre I'm in the mood for? Um, so the book that I chose tonight is called The Worshippers of Pan, and it is a series, and this is book one. It is written by an Incit author known as Alexandra, and I'm 
not sure how this is pronounced, but I'm going to go with Fiverr. Um, and it's a romance fantasy. It's currently ongoing with 52 chapters and the age rating is 18 and up. Although I don't know if that's because of sexual content, gore, language, etc. Um, there really isn't much of a disclaimer that I could find. Um, so with that said, we're just going to hop on into the summary. The man was wanton. Firmly, his hand snaked around her wrist, and in a tough pull, hauled her closer. In the name of Gamora, I want to take you like there is no hell to hold me back. And there's a bunch of stars. Born into a ruthless land, Theron, a native troubled huntress, seals a fate beyond understanding must travel to the most dangerous and remote places of the world to ensure the future of her family and life itself. As evil forces explode into a search for the realm's most precious relics in existence, the chase begins. For her survival, she has contrived to make a pact with an opportunistic creature. When everything turns cold and death is near, only those with faith will survive. And she kind of thanks um, some people for their ongoing support, and she has a copyright claim. Um, I am on my phone right now, so I'm kind of ciphering through things (laughs) a little bit differently. Um, So then it's for chapter one, it's Hell Let Loose. And it says, Ink gets new chapters, release notifications, readers are not working. Uh, please follow me as I will post chapter updates myself. It has a copyright claim once more. It's a pretty generic copyright claim. Um, and then she kind of just says to feel free to comment and participate, and she likes to engage. Um, so when I was reading this on um, the summary, when I was first going through what book I wanted to read, um, there was something that kind of struck me as... Um, it just kind of rubbed me the wrong way, I guess. This book will sing. It uses words often forgotten in poetic proses, often unspoken. They are part of the spell, and only knowledgeable readers will enjoy the novel. So what rubbed me the wrong way about that, if you haven't already guessed, is the only knowledgeable readers will enjoy the novel. Um, And the reason why that rubs me the wrong way is because it comes off a bit pretentious. And... I say that hesitantly because I don't want to start this recording off by the author feeling I'm attacking them in any way because I want this to kind of be more of a a learning experience. So, you know, I mean, by saying knowledgeable, like I'm assuming you mean by the literature aspect of your story, um, that the way you write and the words you use. Um, that only people who are knowledgeable will understand it. And therefore, if I don't like your story or I don't understand something, it kind of feels like you're going to immediately attack my intelligence or my knowledge on literature in general. And let's be honest, not every single reader is an expert in literature. Some people just enjoy reading just to escape, you know. So it's a little off-putting, so it makes me a little hesitant to review the novel because it makes me feel as if you're just going to use this as a backup instead of being like oh okay I see where I could have done this differently if I do say you know something should have been done differently or could be done differently instead you're just gonna be like no no it's just because you don't understand it not because you know there's uh, a flaw in my story you know what I mean I hope that makes sense so writers if you're going to put something like that please just don't because <laughs> it just it honestly doesn't make me want to read your story because I don't want you to assume that I don't like it just because I'm not smart enough to like it you know, or to understand your poetic prose, you know, I don't know. So it's hard for me not to be kind of bitchy about it because I mean, like, that's kind of like if I said, you know, only those who understand literature should listen to this podcast episode. Like, that's pretty pretentious of me. That's pretty snobby. You know, it's kind of rude. 
um, because anybody should be able to enjoy my content, regardless if they understand the ins and out of podcasting or understand the ins and out of literature. So I don't know, just refrain from kind of coming off like a dick. I'm just gonna put it blankly. You know, we're all here to enjoy something. Um, That said, I'm gonna move on with the chapter. (sighs) Coursing on me, your water around me flows. Stay, please, I beg you. Just a little more sun. So right off the bat, um, you use a lot of ellipses and not in a like, like, I know you're kind of like going off of like the person speaking very slowly, but it is a little of an eyesore for me personally, but I personally don't care for ellipses. So that is just a personal preference. I'm not saying it's a technical error. Um, and then um, Akuma, wake up, you served your time, get out. Like you have all of this dialogue in all capitalizations. And I really feel like you could just let the punctuation kind of really express the tone your dialogue is in. Um, And you could even just have written the tone with punctuation as an aid. So I don't think capitalization for every single word in that dialogue is really necessary. The iron tail of a massive spear thundered down onto the obsidian grounds with might. Echoing its throes, the marble was trembling in fright. Akuma. There was no color darker than the path that led to the den of fortune. The lion dog guard was groaning his impatience out, licks and clicks pacing around his snout. But then a crisp tune creeped out from the depth of the deep, one of heavy claws scraping the stone that left no ear unstripped. Unrestrained growls unfastened in winding stirs and rippled onto the torch-glowing walls of the temple, leaving the disciples ashen. Grand beams of light like tight ropes breaching the high dark recess in a well-defined circle. The somber crown in which the creature had been trapped in faded in twirls made of shimmer and spark. Akuma, you say. A beast embodying fire and craze bounded out of the penumbra and took with its wrath the guard and the wall behind. So you put the wall and the wall behind and I, I feel like you meant in the wall behind it, um, meaning it being the guard. Or you could just say him or her if that is what you meant. Um, but it does sound kind of weird, like kind of like um, open-ended uh, with the guard and the wall behind. Um, so I don't, I don't know if you meant like behind the guard, the wall was taken down. That's kind of what I'm getting from the visual. Um, but I would recommend putting him, it, you know what I mean? Um, you obviously don't have to, but for... Me, that's probably what I would do. Landing further down in a courtyard, the fractious demon emerged from the rubble and shook its head wild. Weakened from 500 years of confinement in the dark, it had to spare its eyes from the sting of daylight. A sudden cutting nip of sharp tip inflamed its wounded heart. I'm sorry, of a sharp tip inflamed its wounded heart. The lion dog was hardy, muscles strung from the blow and ready to dust up the profane. Dog, why you don't you run? Certainly you must be insane. The rogue monster crunched the aggressive spear with its terrifying scythes for teeth and howled out its fury. Its body and soul were sunken, but its rancor frightfully fulsome. So again, you have that capitalization for the dialogue. Um, Is this another guard who's yelling? I I, I know you said that a a spear struck him, or a sharp tip at the very least. Uh, which I'm assuming is probably a spear, because like this time period kind of reads as if it's like kind of BC time. Um, 
So, yeah, I'm assuming it's a guard, but I guess I would just like more of a clear... Like, I, I get the visual of the monster, or the beast, but I'm kind of like wondering like, how many guards are really here? Like, what's the numbers that we're looking at? Like, what's the scale? Um, and I know that kind of like might seem like a... Like, it's not really a necessary visual, but it would kind of give more aid to like how well guarded is this place? Like, is this beast under attack right now because he's risen? You know, I mean, clearly someone rose him with intentions of him leaving. So I'm just, I guess I'm a little confused, but I don't think that it's like a wrong confused at the same time, if that makes any sense. Um, behind the brawl, an ominous voice traveled across the vaporous dust. Kawasaki. The troubled creature stilled, pondering the manner of things in a lengthy growl. This name is no more, it hurled. The priest had poured its name out like rain into a torrent, and the beast's tears I'm sorry, and the beast's tears were now drifting in a river long gone. When did the priest come in? Is he the one that woke him up? Sorry, I kinda scrolled up to see where I was. <laughs> to kinda like I was scrolling up to see if the priest was there and then I kinda lost my place. Brother, you could have saved me the trouble of time and be gone with me, a head flying on your lap for you for you to jab. Now look at us facing the crux of our grime decisions, death alone its personification. The snarling smile, wide and bright, wished for nothing else than to unleash a dagger hidden in the folds of its dark gums. So the beast has a dagger in his gums? With sharp teeth? I'm not, like, judging the writing here. Like, I'm just kind of, like, confused on why he has a dagger in his gums when he has sharp teeth that would kind of act as a dagger. I don't know. I'm not worried. Maybe it's like a magical dagger that's placed there for safety. We don't know yet. Tame your fire, I conjure you. The great Tenko was restless. His sibling was dancing in its own fire, aiming for nothing else than to become consumed by it. So was the priest sibling of the beast? Like, I'm... I'm a little confused of what's really happening here. Um, I'm assuming the priest is who awoke Akuma. Um, and I'm assuming Akuma is the lion dog. And I'm assuming the guards are there to kind of protect the priest from danger. Um, because when a, the beast awakens, you know, he's probably going to awaken pretty pissed off. I mean, he was probably forced into a slumber of sorts, I'm assuming. That's generally how these things work. Um, but is the priest, the, the great Tenko, and the... I'm still not sure if I'm you know, pronouncing that correctly, so if I'm not, I'm really sorry. But is the priest and the great Tenko, like, the same person? And if so, are they siblings with the beast, is my question. Um, because you said beast. You know, sibling, you know. You said the, you know? Um, his sibling was dancing in its own fire, aiming for nothing else than to become consumed by it. Would it be from its flames or itself? Whatever the order, the result would be the same. What? His sibling was dancing in, okay, so is the great tanko and the priest siblings are they two separate people i'm just very confused because i kind of like when i was reading it because i am confused i was assuming the beast was dancing in its own fire um and he said it waiting uh aiming for nothing else than to become consumed by it would it be from its flames or itself so cons i'm just that confuses me a little bit Whatever the order, the result would be the same. The religious would not... I'm sorry, the religious would ensure the ruffian ended up in chains made of spells. Now is the ruffian the beast? <laughs> like, I'm sorry to ask and stop and ask so many questions, but 
and you know it's not me purposefully trying to stop and question every little thing I'm just really at this point like I had a really good picture and then we got to this point here and the visual is kind of becoming a little it's kind of getting a little bit messy which is why I have questions and I know that you can't answer them for me I'm sure you're probably you know getting just as frustrated as I am that I'm asking the questions and you can't answer them <laughs> um all right so the religious would ensure the ruffian ended up in chains a bit of spells why don't you go why don't you back down and go pray nice these are no grounds for a great tanko so that dialogue in itself kind of hopefully tells me that the priest and the great tanko are the same person it's just two different names for him have you not learned your lesson i asked for death you gave me hell leaving me in the dark with neither sound nor light not even sustenance what you are doing will not bring him back the creature froze i have faith in you but trust these words when i say you shall die by my own fangs should you ever harm the living again so are there two beasts here and if there is like who is who is like what <laughs> I'm not laughing as, okay, so I know a lot of people are like, she laughs at us. Like, I'm not laughing at you. I am laughing at myself because I'm not understanding. And I think it's just a defense mechanism for me because it makes me feel embarrassed that I don't really understand something. Um, so I'm not laughing at you or your story. I don't mean any offense to you personally on that level. Um, I am laughing just out of uncomfortability, I suppose, if you want to put it that way. Um... But I, I really am genuinely confused. Like, are there two beasts here as well as the priest? Is there one beast and the priest? Like, there's just a lot of questions right now. <laughs> um, long raven hair waving in between swirls of dust. The priest was losing his composure. In gradual blues and glows, his mana was icing the smut with much demeanor. Unless, like, the priest can turn into a beast, and maybe that's why he said that his fangs, he would kill him with his own fangs. That would make sense. I could get down with that. Oh, brother, you think so little of me. Absolution Sai? I don't know if I pronounced that correctly. Absolution. The beast thrumming made the air quiver. From the caves of its lungs emerged brimming flames and hysterical shivers. Distraught Sai, I'm assuming. Who's. Is that the priest's name? took a step back from the pain his brother failed to disguise in its gruff voice. Do not look for the children. They will kill you. Ashes. There will be no sea of fate for you. No afterlife. Understand the burden you carry. You must harness the darkening. You must harness the darkening. Do not try anything reckless. His words were alloyed with the purest of emotions. Unfortunately, the love the demon was seeking for was not one of the storage, but a gape. The monk had spent his life sh The monk? Who the- I'm not gonna swear. <laughs> Okay, um, who the heck is the monk? Okay, so like, I feel like your opening fits well with, like, a visual. Like, and I, when I say visual, I don't mean in my mind. I mean, like, a visual, like, if we were an opening a movie or a show or, like, an anime or what, what have you, this would be a good opening. But because it's reliant on so much, because the detail is so lacking... The visual and who's speaking, who is what, who is who, what is what. But like, I, I just, it's not making much sense to me, point blank, as simple as that can get. Um, you're kind of giving me a lot of like the priest, the monk, the great tanko, and then like get the beast and then whatnot. But I don't know 
<laughs> are these different names for the one person because the beast could have a different language for how he refers to, to humans? Is the priest also a beast, but he can have a human form? Like, there's not much even in... Like, because, like, none of this is about Theron so far. So, and that's the main character. That is who we are greeted to in the summary. But so far, your opening hasn't even closely hinted at yet what this could have to do with the main character. Um, so, I'm just having a really hard time connecting things right now. And and I, I understand that there's a mysteri mysterious aspect, you know. There's obviously a backstory you're trying to um, give us. And I respect that. It's just the detail is so lacking. I'm not getting entirely what you're painting. You know, what you might be seeing in your own head. Um, I'm getting something, but I don't think it's entirely what you're seeing. Um, with that said, I will move on. But the beast had lost all reason when its fragile heart frayed into thin dulces. If they tried to bleed me, then I will burn everything down until the living is no more. He would think of you as an Akuma. Is this what you have become? To the express mention of its sorrow, the creature reeled in raves of shame, bubbling in intense vervency, the fox-like monster. Okay. Is it a lion dog? Or is it a fox-like monster? Are there more than one monsters here? This is what I mean by things aren't really adding up because I just don't know what's happening. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Um... I'm genuinely really trying not to be rude here. I'm not trying to be a dick. I'm very, very, very much trying to understand everything. And, you know, my intentions, as always with these podcast episodes, is to give a fresh one read. I've never looked at it before, you know, experience. And so this is genuine curiosity and genuine confusion. Um, I'm, I'm in no way trying to be offensive. Um, because, like, as far as the writing itself goes, like, I don't have a problem with the writing. Um, I think the author is doing really well with, like, you know, their grammar and, you know, I like the idea of their story right now. It's just nothing's really cohesive. It's just not adding up and there's just, it's just messy to me right now. Um, it kind of feels like when I was um, a young writer... And when I would first try to write these really kind of chaotic scenes that were perfect and beautiful in my head, but trying to write them on paper, um, it just, the same scene could not come out on, on paper because I just wasn't able to do it for some reason. But, you know, I felt like I could see it perfectly in my head, but when other people tried to see what I was seeing, they weren't seeing the same thing. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? I feel like when we try to write these really interesting openings or just interesting scenes in general, sometimes they can just get a little messy because we're so excited to write them. Um, and when we read it, we read it and we see exactly what we want to see. But that at the same time, we have the advantage of being the writer. We have the advantage of already knowing what the scene is supposed to be like. And we kind of forget, you know, obviously I'm guilty of this as well. We kind of forget that the readers don't have that same advantage. Um, so just something for all writers to keep in mind, you know, just because you see it perfectly does not mean everybody will see it perfectly. Um, it's just kind of a, a, one of those cons about being a writer and why detail is so very much important. Even if you feel like it's too much detail, I'd rather have too much detail and know exactly what's going on, even to the finest grain of rice, than have 
not enough detail and have it feel very confusing. Um, and you know, obviously like there's never a bad time to edit. There's never too much editing. There's no such thing as too much editing. (laughs) So, you know, if it does end up being too much detail in the end, you can always shorten it and still find a way to make it read the way that you want people to read it. Um, so I'm going to stop ranting about that. (laughs) Bubbling in intense fervency, the fox-like monster could only trade its state against the release of a great ball of energy. No conflagration would ever outgrow its potency. Wildfire slithered along the walls around his brother, devouring miles of wooden edifices. Outraged, the great priest shifted into a gigantic ice fox. Okay, so the the piece, the the piece, (laughs) the priest is a, is a, okay. See, like, okay, so... You said bubbling in t- intense fervency, the fox-like monster. So, I'm assuming that's the priest at that point. But that paragraph is before you actually explain the priest is an ice fox. Which, at that point, he wouldn't be a fox-like monster. He would be a fox monster. Um, he'd be a fox demon at that point. Um, so, I feel like you should have the explanation of him turning into a demon before... You say the fox-like monster could only trade its state against the release of a great ball of energy. Um, just so that we are already aware that he is a, a, a beast just like the other creature is. Um, so that we get to that knowledge faster. Because you've been kind of hinting that this is the case, but it's just not really clear until this moment. And, you know, this is like halfway through the beginning first chapter. So... I would definitely recommend having this be knowledgeable to the reader very early on, like much earlier on than you already have. Um, In a wave of violence, a flood of lion guards engulfed the court. So are they all beasts? Their sudden and vibrant roaring forewarned the belligerent. Fusing behind bolts and thunders, all became one, revealing a greater self no one could be left indifferent. I don't really know what that means. I'm sorry, I don't. Between the vaporous light, magic, and electric, a gigantic beast... I don't like that. Between the vaporous light, magic, and electric. I don't like how it says magic and electric. Um, Maybe electric sparks. um, But just saying electric kind of, again, seems a little open-ended. A gigantic beast appeared, with in hand... You have with comma you have appeared comma with comma in hand comma a spare the length of the towering temple which I'm sure you meant spear but it should be a a gigantic beast appeared with it comma with in hand a spear the length of the towering temple you don't need that many commas that's very unnecessary um, Gracie that's the first time I've actually seen something grammatically that I, I that is not correct. Um, the religious urged, no Krail, he's famished, he needs key? He's been starved for too long. Again, like, like the, there is so much lack of detail, like, surrounding detail of, like, what's going on. Like, this would be a perfect moment to explain what key is, if I'm even pronouncing that correctly. You know, so the reader knows, like, is that, like, obviously that's nourishment of some sort, but is that, like, human nourishment? Is that, you know, animal nourishment? Is it blood? Is it... You know, what is it? Because <laughs> um, it seems to be coming from the priest's perspective. So it does have a perspective to write from. 
um, and to also inner monologue from. So I, I'm very confused why you're not inner monologuing more than you are to give the reader more of what's going on. Like, at least on the priest's end, like what's going on? Like, why did he wake Akuma? I'm just confused of why you're not using that tool more to your advantage. Because um, that would honestly, I'm not finished with the chapter, but that would honestly be my biggest advice right now is to really use the inner monologuing of this character, even if it is a brief character, um, to really tell the reader, at least on their end, what's happening, what's, what is the purpose of this moment, what is the history a little bit more, you know, I mean, this is like a great opportunity to introduce some history, as I'm sure this is why this is happening right now, because again, you haven't even mentioned the main character, or anything regarding the main character, so... I don't know, it's just, I'm, I think you're missing an opportunity here, and that's kind of unfortunate. Because I think it would clear up a lot of my personal confusion. Um, Master, the Obake is destroying the city. Now that it stabbed its son, it will burn your ice. The gaint, the gaint sentry warned. The beast's eyes widened, but not enough for its fury to pass through. Oh, Krell, you just gave me a reason to grind you to dust. Okay. Enough! Hell could no longer contain the great Tanko's pharaoh. Eyes, the very color of frost, biting and sharp, no blaze could ever melt, were turning the gushes into hail. So right there, biting and sharp, no blaze could ever melt, comma, were turning the gushes into hail. So you need a comma after the word melt. You are released. Ask your pet to let me set through my ashes. Um, you still do have that capitalization, I just haven't been com commenting on it too much. And at first I thought you were doing it to... I mean, it still is unnecessary, but I still thought you were- I thought you were doing it because he's a beast, and so you're trying to, like, kind of emphasize he was speaking more loudly and more roary. Um, but from my knowledge right now, the priest also turned into a beast, and you don't use capitalization for him. So this is where, like, saying, you are released, the priest shouted, or whatever. Like, you don't really do that, and I think that if you did do that more, the need for capitalization to separate the beast versus the priest um would not even further need be needed um so that's something i also recommend definitely think inner monologuing and adding you know who's speaking and again you don't have to do it every single time someone speaks like Jared said this, and Jeff said this, and Tom said this, like, but I think, you know, it can be an aid in certain areas, for sure. Um, the brothers hooked their glimmering gaze onto each other, the staring, a wave of unspoken rage and misery. I don't like, I don't really know how you could change this right now, um, I'm a little sleep deprived. But I don't really like onto each other, comma, the staring. The staring. It just, that's a weird way to word that. I feel like you could have said that a little bit more poetically. Um, like their emotions masked or, you know, their emotions reflecting uh, each other's as a wave of unspoken rage and misery passed through them. Like, I feel like that would sound a little bit better than the staring because it just it's just a little like huh that's a weird way to put that you know what i mean um in a quiet whisper asaya's patience cracked again if I'm not pronouncing these names correctly i'm really sorry it's not on purpose 
You get what you deserve. To his words, the coarse truth scuttling down his throat was stroking his cords and dry swallows. The brother knew too well they had branded the beast's heart. Who is they? Fraught, the demon's lip curled, and before a spare could plunge into its blazing fur, vanished in its flames. Okay, so here you, I think, I don't know what, it, I mean, like, maybe spare means something else, but I truly feel like you mean spear. Um, but you don't, you have the demon's lip curled and comma before a spare could plunge. You don't need the comma after and. The only time you need a comma when an and is involved, if you're saying, I got a tomato, a carrot, a cucumber, and a bell pepper. You don't need a comma after and ever. <laughs> um, the realm of the undead was left afire, one meager consolation for the release devastation for the city of Juan. One meager consolation for the released comma devastation for the city of Juan. Again, you don't need a comma there. And then we have a chapter break. Bats were flying low, the air was sweet, and the grounds were wet of night and sweat. The demon fox, liberated, was bustling free across the woods with the living prey for well and alive. Hello, did I read that incorrectly? Was bustling free across the woods of the living for prey well and alive. Okay. Um. This is just me kind of being picky. Uh, not really picky, but I guess it's just my personal taste. Um, I don't really think saying well and alive is really necessary. I think just bustling free across the woods of the living for prey. So I would just get rid of well and alive and just leave it with the woods of the living for prey. I don't think well and alive is necessary to like explain that he's looking for specifically alive prey. Like just saying prey is just enough to give you know the readers an idea he's looking for something to eat. Sniffing the air with relish, it grinned with envy to define its teeth onto tender flesh. It came across a regiment's camp, a bonfire with game roasting high above greedy flames. The beast grimaced. It needed the warmth of fresh blood, its crore running the length of his throat, the key to all living beings. Damn it. Brother, if my release means faith in me, I ought not stray from your expectations. The beast crept closer to the campsite, but then a scream fragmented the night in all its dread. In between the ferns, its snout cleared its way closer to the fracas. Shut up, bitch, or I'll stab the life out of you. Oh, here we go. There's the 18 and up while I pound your ass. So that's a little inappropriate. You can't touch me, you piece of fucks. I am an Oka. King Dolus issued a decree where protected. I'm assuming Oka is a tribe or a race. The natives shouted. Naked and bloodied, the girl had given a good fight. The men were many, a dozen or more, all fed by the envy to defile her. King Dolus is no more. King Helios is our new regent. Smirked the captain while sliding his hand along her shivering cheek. The unfortunate was covered with grit and leaves, her skin dewing from the effort, fear, and the night's mist. The decree cannot be ignored, neighboring kingdoms have sworn to apply it, for under their guardianship, your wicked ways will be known, the girl yelped. Above her, the leader was gliding a dagger along the length of her thigh, and as he reached- again, you don't really need a comma before the word and- and as he reached the lips, wet its blade onto her tongue. Hail King Helios, the hoodlum shouted at the back. The Taken cried, daring not even a wrestle, her mouth a knife's hostage. I would just say the woman cried, because saying the Taken, to me, like, says there's, like, plural. Because immediately I had, like, a visual of, like, many people were captured at this point, but they were just tormenting her. Like, that was a quick visual I got. So I would just say the woman cried, not the Taken, because Taken to me means plural.
plural. I mean, I know it doesn't mean plural, but to me it kind of gives me the visual plural. Sweet native, you know what they say. No witness, no law. Can you see any witness? Perhaps in the boscage? 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 I'm not sure if I pronounced that correctly. I said that a lot tonight. <laughs> Once more, the crude roughnecks fractured their jaws in disturbing gahoffs. The wars are long gone. Your kind fought well, but for the wrong king. And now you pay with your skin. You see, his son is eager to leave a different kind of print on this world. His night hunts an ode to his splendor. An ode to his splendor? Do you mean an ode? An ode would make sense to me. And you're using the ellipses a lot again. He removed his dagger to lick the wetness of her faucets. Shit. Please, I won't tell. If you free me, I'll shut my mouth. Okay, that's like a really odd reaction. I wouldn't be like, shit. Well, I'm in a pickle. Like, maybe innerly, I'd be like, damn, like, this fucking sucks. But I feel like, I, I, I don't know. She seems really fearful, like, fearless, I mean. So it's like, for her to kind of take on the maiden role, just so quickly, maybe it's a trick, I don't know. I'm glad I'm just speaking out loud. I'm sorry. Like, I, not every single time I comment on something am I, like, shitting on it. I'm just, like, kind of speaking to myself a little bit of like my work throughs with the characters that I'm given and like the plots sometimes but you know not everything is like me hammering onto the author um oh I know I know innocent Oka this moral compass deep rooted in you will be your loss the goodness of your people is your weakness I am one who can see I can be of help the man snickered King Helios cultivates those lands full of Caldric, and what do you do with it? Nothing. Your gifts speak for you alone. You can't fool me. I am well aware of your sixth sense. It has no use for me. Refusing to smoke the opium makes your kind worthless. Again, you have the, a lot of ellipses. They're not, they're not necessary. I know that a lot of people use ellipses to kind of add drama to, like, whatever's happening but i personally just don't really care for them i don't think that ellipses should be that heavily relied on to add drama you know i think the scene in itself is pretty dramatic so i feel like your readers are going to understand this is a very shitty very dramatic moment in this story so far so the ellipses is just kind of for me again for me kind of annoying and not really needed and just because I don't like something doesn't mean you have to change the way you write. <laughs> just for me, I just don't like ellipses. Um, please, I will be good. I beg you, she cried. Her hopes were relentless. Throw her in with the others, the captain commanded. Captain, the carriage is full, cried a, cried a sentry. Oh my god. Sorry. One of the resident's cats just jumped up on the table and scared the bejesus out of me. Hi. Pill them up. Keep them alive enough for the night hunt. God, I love this king. I can't wait to see them squirming in fright while a dagger runs deep in some tenderness and my other cuts its way up there. See you next Tuesday. The captain cupped her chin before pouring his dark eyes into hers. Okay, you said before pouring its dark eyes? It would be his dark eyes. Because an it refers to an inanimate object or, like, I would say, like, a beast. But... We already know it's a man, so I would say his eyes. Also, I thought, I think he meant to, to write pile them up, not pill them up. Maybe he meant pill? I'm not sure. Goddess of the night, her screams tumbled into tears. Your goddess is here, watching in lust our gentle sins. Watching in lust our gentle... 
Um, I think he meant watching us lust in our gentle sins. But oh, are they good sins. I need a good fuck made of screams. You give me a good... Okay. I have no doubt you're feisty. I'm not gonna really read this part any longer because I feel like it could be triggering to some people. So I'm gonna have to go back and kind of put in a disclaimer because I don't want to trigger somebody with this. Um, basically, he said something really shitty. If you would like to read it, you could, the link is in the description box. No one was to save her, or was there? Okay, I don't like that. Okay, <laughs> like, here's the thing. This is happening now. So, saying, or was there? Like, <laughs> it kind of just pulls me out of the story a little bit. Like, no. For her, at this moment, she thinks there is absolutely nobody there to save her. She cannot save herself. There is nobody here. There is no hero. There is no knight in shining armor swooping in anytime fucking soon. Okay? I know I said I wasn't going to try to swear, but let's be honest, guys. I have the mouth of a sailor. So I'm sorry, but, <sighs> or was, no, just get rid of that, please. Um, I mean, you don't have to, but, you know, in my opinion, I would, because this is presently happening, is written in present tense, and I, me's, we's, you's, saying or was there is, is not, <laughs> it, it's not present tense anymore. That's kind of more of a narrative take. Um, that's kind of as if someone is telling the story to someone, which at that point, it would not be an eyes, we's, me's, and you's. So if that is the case, we need to work on our tenses a little bit. Um, our first person, third person perspectives. Um, in the highest of trees, a mile from the bedlam, a shadow bent its bow. The shackled scream fell into moans, and to this she breathed her last. Did she die? Bloody Oka, the captain mutters, he kicked the dead body. That happened really fast. Okay, 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 that's... I don't mean her death. I just... Well, no, I do, actually. I do mean her death. Like, you have the... Or was there, kind of implying to the reader, she's not gonna die, yo. And, and then she dies. So what was the point of putting that in there? Maybe it wasn't her that died, I don't know. Are you not ashamed of yourself? The killing of your own will end you in hell, my hell. Another soldier mumbled to his partner. What? So I'm assuming, like, it's all in capitalizations, this dialogue I just read. So I'm assuming that's the beast. Because that's kind of been the theme here, is the beast speaks in capitalizations. Um, but he kind of spoke, and then, like, nobody heard him. So maybe it's just, like, he speaks... When he speaks, no one can hear him outwardly. It's just growls and whatnot. And he, that's his inner monologue speaking. But here's my, here's my thing about that. Okay, we're going to have a little chit-chat. This is why inner monologuing is so important. So if you had, like, in the beginning, kind of told us that in a way of, like, not told us, like, he speaks in his mind. You know, but, like, <laughs> kind of be like, you know, though the beast tried to scream his words to the priest only growls and snarls could be heard from this form you know and that would have told the readers from the very beginning no one can hear what he's saying who is mortal so i'm assuming that the priest probably could understand him because they're both demons but you kind of made me think that everyone could hear him and now i'm kind of realizing 
nobody can but someone who shares his kinship. So I would really recommend kind of explaining that very early. This is why monologuing is so important in details and really explaining things. Um, Because this is very, like, at this point, if the beast can only communicate through growls and snarls, this is going to create a very interesting communication dynamic between the characters who are not of of his bloodline. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I think you know what I'm saying. Um, Yeah. Thank God this Dementitus... Dementus? You know what, guys? I don't know what that says. (laughs) Plague of a swindle gives us enough version to the night hunts, or I swear, Billy, we'd be next. Vermins, these regrets I shall never have, all deserve to burn. These regrets I shall never have, all deserve to burn. Does he mean humans, or... I don't know. The demon fox was pulled out from its thoughts by sound of bristling wings, bat- batting sails, and whispering heights. Drop it here, he is the most corrupted soul. Yes, indeed, he's vile and full of vice. Yes. When we're done, we have to fly back up in the rage. Together? You've got to rough me up enough to massacre our deeds. Rest assured I will not kill you. A child there close, flying so low. A child? How the heck does he know it's a child? Okay, okay. I'm not trying to get, like, frustrated. Because I I genuinely am kind of getting a little frustrated right now because, like, okay, here's the thing. If you're going to say something such as only the knowledgeable will understand or will enjoy the story or whatever you said in the beginning that came off really pretentious, I'm expecting something really amazing, like a masterpiece. And, you know, there's so much lack of detail. How did he know that was a child? And how are we supposed to know as a child at the same time? You know, I feel like this could have been an opportunity for you to be like, um, the first voice was deep and masculine with a gruffness um, that hurt my, like, hurt his ears, the beast's ears. Um, and then when the second voice picks up, he might be up, the second voice was much softer, more childlike, you know, and then be like, oh, it's a child, you know, and like, what is the importance of this child? Because again, like, that monologue could have definitely helped explain is this something he the beast was expecting or looking for or searching for and now he's found it he's like yeah the child's here fuck yeah like they're close like but at the same time like you have an, a question mark and explanation point which could imply this could be either excitement or concern um all the men leap back in fright when an orb fell before their feet the captain picked up the object which glowed with an energy alive and liquid Gathering around the captain, the soldiers were eager to touch it. Step back, their chief barked. The group immediately obeyed as if void of any soul. The captain froze for a fraction, but then a vast grin drew on his face, and his hands was the ultimate weapon, one to control man. When did he touch the orb slash liquid thing? The flower of life. The children have lost their relics. This is my chance. Another sound caught its attention. This time it was so faint the curve of its sharp ears nearly missed it. Bristles of paper were rushing down the skies. A book was falling from the vault, its pages desperate to wing for more. The kingdom of Oz is falling. Following its new trail across the opioid fields, the demon fox reached the fences of a farm. With a relic, an oka is even better than the other corrupted. Before the demon fox dared come closer, the voice of a human refrained it to go any further. 
Who's there? Get out of here before I rip your guts off and make you a necklace out of them, you pieces of shit. The dialogue is so weird to me. Like, just like the... The way they speak. There's like nothing that... Especially with the lack of detail, there's nothing that like defers people from each other. They all kind of talk in the same mannerisms, you know, like very aggressive, very um, cursy, and um, there's just nothing defining each person from each other. You know what I mean? There's nothing special about each way someone communicates, um, which you know that that that's really important when it comes to diversity of characters. You know, you don't only just want them to look different or have different tones of voice, you want them to speak differently too. Cause that also shows like, you know, class, you know, if someone's poorer or richer or, you know, smarter or dumber than somebody, you know what I mean? Um, despite being enveloped in the green spinies, an arrow went shaving the side of its snout. If the hardy fuck pulls the reed fast, it'll, ha- it'll have to wait. And then there's another chapter break. Above the demon fox's head, beyond the nimbus, high up in between the marathine vault, the dark ring was slowly, slowly crawling towards light, unleashing its wrath upon the great walls. Breaching the Delphi gates, demons, nightcrawlers, and your cries had entered in a blazing rage. Soldiers were gearing up from a higher distance, scrutinizing chaos, unleashing its fury and pain. A party of twelve huddled, beseeching in a chant, courage and faith. Their echoes were traveling the night like a calling for gods. Here we are, warriors of the tenet. Into the suns obeyed, our pennons will swell into your breath. O Pan, we long to soar under your radiance. Today we walk in darkness and we are not afraid. The Metreons then banged their swords against their cru- cuirasses and cried, Vuha, 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 Vuha. A brave squadron leaped towards their fate, falling in the night, talons locked, wings gathered, spinning in a storm. From afar, in a solemn whisper, an eagle-like being supplicated, O oh, beloved, all brace yourself. All was standing on its last feet. An angel was in trouble. One of his wings was broken, and the other, just as useless, unbalanced him. Growling his struggles out, he held on to the creature like grim death. His only clench weakened and slid along the beast. The bat-like tormentor suddenly screeched from a heavy pole at the tip of its spike-coved tail. Balladed from left to right, the brave held onto the dangerous whip with all the thickness his iron gauntlets could allow. There it was, in between its claws, the object of discord all coveted, the essence. Another fairy soldier flew close, enough for a gaze to speak a thousand words and scowled down to the murderous hooks. He then took wing, vanished in the befouled skies, and breached the swarm. Like in the eye of a hurricane, above the turmoil, a blue world had been spared. Kissed by the light of the sun, the angel revolved on itself before heading fast into the layers of dread. The fighter hit the ear cry with verity and seized the hand of the, of the distressed. Hack the flask, the wounded shouted. Haka Ra landed on the remaining parts of a now-fallen tower and hid his sibling under a standing pile of rubble. I'm going to get it, brother, and then we're getting the hell out of here. The sword had been unforgiving. In whirlwinds, the angel pulled out the vial from beneath the trounced monster. Tipping into the depths, its wings shaking like sails untied in a hurried wind, concealed a fire within. Consuming itself like a meteor, it was now leaving a trail of thin ash in its fall. As the savior lashed out his wings for momentum, one unexpected spear traveled across his torso and went losing itself into nout. The cries of his brother were now resounding in the curve of his ears like far- faraway calls. Feeling his morality slip, Hakara 
Sorry, I didn't know if that roll of the R supposed to be there, but that was accidental. My Italian's coming through. Uh, realized the future realized the future of the realms was lying in his palm, and this very future was about to founder. The divine being was desperate. As a last resort, he brought the bottle to his lips and drank its precious cargo. His brother could be heard from afar, desperately yelling, calling for him to regain his senses. The angel fell, motionless, into the blue emptiness. And hell abysmal darkened. And that's the end of chapter one. Okay, so overall, I think it lacks detail. Um, there were some pros. I don't think that the author writes awfully. I think that, you know, the writing-wise, like, I think at times you try to be a little bit too poetic. Um, and that can kind of dis disrupt the picture you're trying to paint. Um, but overall, like, I didn't, you know, dislike the way you wrote, um, and, you know, your grammar for the most part was really well done. Um, I just think that your story has really good potential. I mean, like, it's something that I definitely find really intriguing in the sense that I do want to know more, but not in the state that it's in right now, because it does read off, for me personally, it reads very confusing, and there's a lot of characters that I'm introduced to so off the bat in the first chapter, and yet so little explanation of what's really truly going on. And, and that's where, like, that inner monologuing, the extra detail, the, you know, would really come in handy and help the reader along. You know, you don't have to give everything away, but just give a little bit, like, like little breadcrumbs so that we actually have an understanding of things, like, especially when it comes to, like, I really feel like now the beast can't be heard by humans when he's in his beast form unless he's talking to a fellow beast and like you know even with like the introduction of the mortals like I still don't really know what's going on hierarchy wise I don't like I have an understanding about these two kings like one fell out of power and now a new one's in power and he kind of seems like a shitty dude but you know history wise I'm not really I'm kind of grasping at straws of what um, time zone we're in like what timeline um, it does seem very BC to me um, but I also have no idea like country wise where we're at you know um, with the, the use of the name Akuma I, I do know that's a Japanese name uh, for a demon I think if I'm remembering correctly um, but like I can't really go off of just names to decide for myself what place and timeline we're in you know what i mean so i think there's just a lot of confusion and and until that confusion is really kind of fixed and there's more detail there's more just explaining what's going on with the characters eyes we're seeing through um this isn't something i would continue reading i feel bad saying that because i genuinely do kind of sense where you're kind of going with this and like it, i do find it creative and unique but it just is the delivery that's kind of the problem right now. Um, I see a lot of potential with this story, but it just has some some flaws, unfortunately. Um, right now, it's not something that I would really give the best rating. Like, I would probably give you like maybe a 3.0 out of like a one through five scale. Um, Cause your grammar for the most part was really great, you know, and it's just, it's just really lack of detail lack of detail that's kind of the issue um and just kind of throwing a lot of characters at once because you have to keep in mind you want to dole out information and characters kind of sporadically like you're on a diet almost like 
and you get this one chapter, you get this the next day. You know what I mean? Like, you don't want to just eat the whole case of Oreo cookies. You know, you want to kind of space the Oreo cookies out because it makes it more enjoyable and lasts longer and you remember it. <laughs> so like when you when you give out so many characters, I'm not going to remember all of these people. You know, right off the bat, I'm not going to remember all the information you give about each one immediately. You have to make the information seem like it's super important, but not give it all out at the same time because then none of it seems important because it's all supposed to be important, but I can't remember all that stuff. So, I mean, overall... It has its pros and its cons, and I would give it a three out of one through five. You know, so three is a pretty neutral number, I think. Um, I think it's a fair number. Uh, but with that all said, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, I'm going to try to be a lot more active uh, now that holidays are going to be over soon and my work schedule should lessen up. Um, to the author, if you would like to discuss this review, um, email me at scarletreadspodcast at gmail.com which is in my bio um that all said i will see you guys in the next one cheers